0: welcome to the remnant christian centers podcast we hope you are encouraged by this message launch us higher in our personal walk with god but i believe also preparing the body of christ for the second coming so it's not going to be uh the uh, 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 end time message per se but i do want to just share some prophetic things so i want you i want to see your bibles out if you have your bibles out get your bibles out if you're using your phone Uh, Use your phone. And I want to personally take time to thank uh, Joanne Banton and the media team. Let's give it up for them. Amen. I gave her the notes last night. And that's usually, usually I give the notes to uh, like on Thursday. So on Christmas she had to create all this. So Father, we just thank you for this time. We want your word. Come on. We want to hear your word. We want to receive your word in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. Look at me for a second. Uh, Before I give you the scripture, one of the things I want to start off is is launching pads, right? Uh, One of the the words I was in prayer the other day and I heard launching pads. And I'm like, I keep hearing launching pads, launching pads. And, um, you know, a lot of times people look at the things that project, but they don't look at the things that are foundational for them to project. Come on, somebody. Without a launching pad, the rocket can't launch. There needs to be some foundational things. I looked up the word uh, launching pad in the dictionary, and we're going to show you a a definition of launch in just a second. But launching pad, are you ready for this? No, don't put that yet. Don't put that yet. (laughs) Sorry. Don't put that yet. Launching pad is this. I looked it up, and it says, a non-flammable platform from which a rocket, a launched vehicle, or a guided missile, come on, somebody, can be launched for the purposes of flight or forward projection. A launching pad by the Webster's Dictionary is a platform or instrument, instruments or reality, right, for a rocket, a launching vehicle, or a a guided missile, this is literally in the Webster's Dictionary, can be launched for the purposes of flight and forward projection. I want to talk today about spiritual launching pads that we need to have in our life to get us unstuck. One of the most, most frustrating things in life is not so much the incident that happened to you, is the longevity that the incident caused for you to be in. Do you hear that? There's an incident that happened. And now because of that incident, there is a longevity of a process that doesn't change in your life and is very slow. I had an incident in 2018 where the groin area and everything in the tailbone got red. I didn't know what it was. And it was red and it, and it was burning. I got misdiagnosed for by, by three doctors, and finally it was discovered that probably, still a theory, that I had shingles and that shingles manifested into burning my nerves. And this is why I have what I have. The incident happened, but the, long, the results of the incident is the frustrating part. So the most frustrating place for people is to be stuck in the same place for a long time. Spiritually, emotionally. You, desire, you have leadership in you, and you don't, you're not using that leadership. You have a degree, and you, and you feel underachieved. And so what I want to talk to you this morning is about realities that launch you out of that stuck season so that you can launch high. Come on. How many want to launch high in 2022? I don't know about you, but it's time to launch, but we need launching pads to launch. So I'm going to name a couple spiritual launching pads in just a second. Uh, but I want to give you a definition of launch. Are you ready for this? this is, now, this is on the screen. Look, look, look at the word. Now, I gave you launching pads, but I want to give you the de- definitions of launch. I never have given you a definition of that. All right? The Webster Dictionary defines launch to throw forward or hurl. To send or thrust with, watch this, great vigor. It's not passive. Launching is not passive. As an arrow is launched at a target. This is all word for word in the Webster Dictionary. To release, catapult, or send off, oh glory. To give a person, ooh, a new start. How many need a new start? Condemnation has gripped you, but launching will set you free. It's a new start. That's Let's launch, right? To put into operation or set in motion to initiate, introduce, spring forward, to take off. If I could just be honest with the church, we've been sitting too long. It's time to take off. You have the fire of the Holy Spirit. You're just not in the launching pad. It, it, it's time to, to and I, I'm getting ahead of myself. But these launching pads, and these are just a few, because I'm going to give you more 2022. All right, and, and I want to look at a very popular scripture to start this message. And, and believe me, you're going you're to quote it, but I'm, you're not going to, you're not going to harp on the words that I feel the Holy Spirit wants us to harp on for this message going into 2022. How many want us to launch? Come on, how many want to launch? Listen with great force. With great force. The person, the person that was sitting in the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, did you not think he wanted to launch out? How many have been frustrated to the point of depression because you're in the same place spiritually and emotionally you've been for a lot of years? It's time to find the launching pads in your life. And, and be, because you have already from the Holy Spirit what it takes, you just have to find the right platform. The right realities in your life. Okay? Now look at this. Look at Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40. We know this by heart. Open up your Bibles. right? Isaiah 40 chapter 29. I was praying. I had a lot of scriptures this morning. I hope you're okay with that. We love, we love the Bible in our church. Amen? So let's not get distracted. Look at your Bibles of your tablet. Look at, what, look, look at this, right? Very popular. We could, we could quote this, but I want to I prophetically say something to you. He gives power to the faint. Glory to God. He gives power, say power, to the faint and weary. Listen, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. This is in the Amplified Version. Causing it to multiply and make it abound. Oh, I love that. Let me read that again. Read it again. He gives power to the faint and weary. And to him who has no might, God increases strength, parentheses, causing them to multiply and make it abound. All right, keep going. Look at this, even youth shall faint and be weary, and selected young men shall feebly stumble and fall exhausted. How many young people, just because you're young, you could admit that you get weary sometimes in this walk with the Lord. Some people say, oh, no, they have the fire, they have the zeal, but you get tired. Not just physically, you get tired emotionally, you get tired spiritually. It's a hard walk sometimes. God says, the youth even shall be weary, but watch this, watch this, look at the next one. But those who wait for the Lord, who, watch, watch this, this is amplifies. you have to see the parentheses. Who expect, everybody say expect, look at me for a second. It just defined what waiting on the Lord means. In other verses it says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. What, what is waiting? Those who wait on the Lord. Here's the meaning of waiting. Ready? Expect, look for, and hope in Him. So waiting is not any time now, Lord, you could answer my prayer. Notice, as I'm waiting, this is what waiting looks like. I'm expecting, I'm looking for, and I'm hoping. Right? Now watch this. That person, now remember, why am I weary? Because you're not hoping. You're not expecting. You have to wait. But waiting is different than what you think. Watch this. They shall, I love the Amplified Version. Listen to me. Listen to me. Don't, listen, don't get distracted. They shall change. I never say out that why. They will show change. And renew their strength. Do you know that an eagle, when it's waiting, it renews its eagles by plucking all the, the old feathers? And it, and it waits on a high mountain until new feathers are birthed so they could, watch this, here's, here's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Once they wait, once they hope in him, here's, here's the key, we're, we're talking about launching pads. They shall lift their wings, O glory. And mount up. About saying mount up. We, we preach this all the time. We, we have no clue what that word means in the Hebrew. I'm going to show you. Close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. I can't believe that, Pastor George. I can't believe that. Those who wait on the Lord shall rene- they'll change. They'll change. They will renew their strength. Watch this. And they shall mount up. Everybody say mount up. Say mount up. Because we're talking about launching pads, which are elements that push us higher, right? Look at the word mount up. I want you to see. this. Is not be on the, it's not going to be on the screen. But I want you to write this down. Mount up in the Hebrew. I looked up that word, that phrase, mount up in the Hebrew. Because remember, the Old Testament is Hebrew translation. New Testament is Greek, Aramaic, okay? Watch this. It says, to spring up. This is mount up. To grow To shoot forth like a fruit or plant shoots forth from the ground. To ascend and upward, are you ready? Upward force to climb higher. In other words, God says, these are the launching pads. The launching pads is going to make you, watch this, mount up and thrust and go higher in God. I know this sounds cliche, but we I cannot... Be satisfied going into this new year with the level that we've been walking. We must mount up. And you know what? This is for free. This is not in my notes. And sometimes in order for you to go higher, you got to lose some other things that are in your life. Sometimes in order to go, you know a mountain climber, when they climb, they actually have to drop essential things that were essential to them when they were in the middle of the mountain. But as they get higher, they have to drop it like it's hot. I'm going to do a series called Drop It Like It's Hot very soon. And I want to identify things that we need to drop. For real. I have it in my notes. Like potential sermons. Drop it like it's hot. If you see my my folder, that's one of them. I think about messages and I realize that we can't go higher if we don't drop some things. You you have to drop some things in your life. And listen, please hear me with a pure heart. And sometimes, sometimes it's attitudes that you have. Sometimes it's that that expectation, that false expectation that you have, that entitlement that you have. But sometimes, and I say sometimes, hear me well, it's people in your life. I value people, but I believe we can't launch if we have unhealthy anchors to our rockets. In order for that rocket to launch, they have to lift off the anchors and open it up so that fire could go. Imagine a rocket setting off the fire to go up, and they're still anchored with those bolts. It'll cause an explosion. In order for you to launch, there's some things that we've got to let go. There's some mentalities we've got to let go. There's some, watch this, bad disciplines that we need to let go. It's not just, not, it's just not the real bad stuff. How about if, and I say this in love, how about if you go to church once a month? Drop that discipline and get disciplined, right? So, so why, why am I saying this? Because I want to share just for a few moments, something that the Lord put, I, I, didn't write, I didn't read this in a book. I was just sitting down and I'm contemplating on my life and I'm contemplating on our church and I'm contemplating on what is to come. And this is just some. In two, 2022, I'll give you the rest. But I believe these are some major spiritual launching pads that we need to start implementing in our life again in order for us to truly, watch this, walk consistent with God. One of the words that the Lord is sharing to me for the body is consistency. Listen, you could be faithful, but yet, and still be consistently faithful. You could be unfaithful and be consistently unfaithful, right? So, the first, the first um, launching pad—it's not in any order—that I want to share with you It's going to be basic. Some of these launch pads you're going to know. Some of these launch pads you're going to go, oh snap, All right? But it's good. Everybody say it's good. The one of the launching pads that I believe needs to return to our lives is the element of faith. Look at the first one: faith. Now, faith. Watch this. Look. We're going to put in the parentheses to step out of your boat. Notice I said that in parentheses because I'm not just talking about your faith in Christ. That's elementary. I'm not just saying, well, one of the launching pads is we just need to believe in Jesus. I mean, yes, but that is so elementary. What I, The faith that I'm talking about that will launch you. Remember, we're talking about launching pads. They're instruments that will launch you higher. Okay? Faith step out of your boat of comfortability. Faith. You could, you, you could take that down now faith. Everybody say faith. Somewhere along the road, I don't know where, we've lost the element of stepping out of the boat. We come to church and we do things that are comfortable. We have our faith in Jesus, which we need to. But we've lost the element of stepping out into the directions where the voice of the Lord is calling us to do. Do you know that if you don't ever step out in faith and use your faith to believe God for something great and something impossible That Number one, we will never please God, because without faith, it's impossible to please Him. But number two, we will never see the fullness of God in our life. We must learn as we enter into 2022, what are areas that you have been comfortable in that God is telling you to step out in? Some of you may have a teaching gift, but you're waiting for someone to recognize that gift in you. Instead of moving forward and launching and getting into a place where you're using your faith. Some of you have a singing gift. Some of you have an administrative gift. And I say this in love, and you're not using it. Some of you have a hospitality gift, and we need that. Can I hear an amen? We, we need, so somewhere along the line, we've lost this, this element of stepping out in faith and using our faith. How about this? This is something that I was thinking about. How about praying for people, right, and daring to believe that they will be healed. Wait, wait, wait. wait, Before you say amen, we have no problem praying for someone who has a headache. But do we have faith to see someone in a wheelchair get up out of that wheelchair? It's a struggle for me. I'm like, Lord, I I could pray for someone that has a headache. But you know what? It's because the, the idea is people are watching me. People are watching what I'm gonna do and what happens if I pray for that person and they don't, give, they don't get healed, right? That's the battle that we face, right? And I keep hearing the Lord saying, you need to step out in faith. Here's what I heard the Lord say for us, right? Don't wait for a feeling, just do it. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because this is another launching pad. But faith is a precursor, okay? Faith is a precursor of the next launching pad, okay? Uh, the next launching pad, actually, you know what? Before I do that, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Everybody say faith, okay? So people that dared to step out in faith uh, were simple people, but they dared to believe God. Here's the thing about faith. You can't rely on understanding to have faith. That, that's an that's a oxymoron. That's an oxymoron. I, can't, I have to understand. I have to see where I'm going, and, or else I won't do it. You know what the problem with the church is? Why you haven't been launching in faith is because you're trying to do everything by your own intellect. Intellect will destroy faith because if it doesn't make sense to you, you will not do it. Well, where does it say that in the Bible? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So remember, Noah? Watch this. I'm going to prove it to you. Uh, I, we could we could, we could read the whole book of Hebrews eleven, but I want I, I want to share just a a, a a couple verses about faith. About watch this, not just people who believe. There's a difference. I'm I'm talking to mostly the people who believe. I'm talking about people that used their faith when they did not understand where they were going, but they were obedient to the voice of God. Listen, and then when they were, God answered. How many, how many uh, say, now this is an old school movie, this is an old school movie. How many have seen uh, Indiana Jones, like the, the last one, Last Crusade, right? I believe it's the Last Crusade. So Indiana Jones, I used to love Indiana Jones, still love him. So in the last one, he's, you know, he has all these riddles. I love movies that you have to like look for treasure and adventure and stuff. So he's looking for, I think, for the Holy Grail, right? Something like that. So the, yeah. And there's time where he's in a bridge. Remember this? Remember this? And he's seen the instructions, like, take a leap of faith, and there's nothing. Say nothing. There's nothing. And so when he goes like this, he, he closes his eyes and he's daring. He's like, either this is going to happen or I'm going to fall. Right? So he goes like this and he goes, remember that? And all of a sudden the pathway shows up. Do you realize that the pathway shows up after you get out of the boat? Not Before. It will never happen before God is desiring us to step out in faith and trust him. Peter, in my opinion, could have said, hey, look, guys, watch me. No. He waited for the voice of the Lord. That's the key. The voice of the Lord said, it is I. Come. And he walked on water. Watch this. Look at Noah. Now, look at this scripture. Because what I'm about to tell you is faith usually operates the most when your knowledge is threatened. When your knowledge is like, this doesn't make sense. But if God is speaking to you, this is where the faith comes out. It, doesn't, it didn't make sense for us to get in this building in seven months when we were church. Are you kidding me? There is no way. We looked at this church, and it was nothing like that. And I'm like, this is beautiful, but there's no way we can afford this. There's no way. But God said, dare to believe me. This is my house. I'm like, Lord, none of this was here. None of these walls, none of these chairs, none of, uh, uh, just the wood. And I'm like, this is a 15,000 square foot building. We're a seven-month seven church. Why are we even looking at this building? Most people that were seven months are like, no, 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 let's go through a storefront because we can't afford that. Somehow, way, we stepped out in faith and We said, God, we want this building. Come on, come on, come on. God, we believe because we felt peace. We believe. That this will be the house of the Lord. And I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna be, be transparent. You could use your faith and use it good and still have your mind saying no, but just do it anyways. <laughs> I, heard, I heard a phrase about courage, the definition of courage those people who are afraid, but go anyways. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, but I'm going, but I'm going. That's faith. Come on, I said, that's faith. Ooh, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, some of you are scared to step out in your gifting. But the Lord says, do it anyways. And the, the, watch this. And then the path for your destiny will become clearer. Could it be that you're stuck and you're not launching because you're not stepping out in faith? Look at, look at this scripture. This is good preaching here. Watch this. He, Hebrews 11. Everybody turn to Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 7 through 10 in the NLT. Say Say, it's good. Watch this. It was, shout with me, it was what? Wait, 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 come on, let's read it together, because sometimes you think these these superheroes in the Bible were just selected by God, and they just did it because they're anointing. No, there was no mention of the supernatural power that anointed Noah. It was by faith. Everybody say by faith. Look at this. By faith, Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. Watch this, watch the common denominator. He obeyed God. Precursor. Faith first. I think God is saying something to me. He obeyed God, built a boat. By the way, he never built the boat before. Watch. Who warned him about the things that had never happened before. That had never rained before. We know what rain looks like. No one didn't. It was about to flood. And he heard God, and God said, "Built this thing." But we read it and we're like, oh. there's Noah. He's an architect. He built by faith. He built it. He could have said, "I just eat, ate too many Hebrew crackers last night," uh, uh, I, I I had this. Guy. Can you imagine him, Noah talking to his friends? Hey guys, I had this really really weird dream last night. Like God came to me and told me to build this humongous boat, like. The size of a football field. Why? I don't know. He said something about rain. I don't know what rain is. Are you seeing this? Faith always operates when your intellect is threatened. In order for faith to operate, you need to let go of how you view things. Let the intellect go and trust God. Mm. Yeah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Watch, 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 watch. By his faith, everybody say faith. Notice he didn't say by his longevity in church. By his tenure in church, a lot of people. Well, I've been in church for twenty years. I, I don't need that. No, he didn't say by his longevity. He didn't say by his knowledge. I say this with love, but some of the most hardest people to get to change in their ways are people that are very intellectual and analytical. I love analytical mindsets because you can't fool them. But at the same time, they tend to be a little critical. Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Watch this. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. Look at look at this. Keep going. Watch this. Read read it with me. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God. Listen to me, called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. Are you ready for this? Shout this with me. Read this with me. He went without knowing where he was going. That's what the launching pad of faith that I'm trying to bring to you is. Is that Abraham heard a voice, get out and go to another land. You know that's what the equivalent of me waking up in the morning, you waking up in the morning. What a good day. Get out of your house. Turn left. Keep walking. What? Take your whole family now. Okay. Guys, follow me. Keep walking. Turn right. Turn right. Turn left. Stop. The Bible says he went without knowing where he was going. Guys, I'll be honest. I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) But I did it without knowing it. If you would have told me six years ago, Pastor George, you're going to start a church. Macy, you've been with me for a long time. Pastor George, you're going to start a church and in seven months you're going to have this beautiful 15,000 square foot wood building. I'd be like, I didn't know if I had the faith in But guess what? I stepped out five years ago. We stepped out five years ago out of the boat of comfortability. Because we heard the voice of God. Hear me now. This is a launching pad. And when, please, this is golden before I go to the second one. It was only when I stepped out of my comfortability that all these things started popping up. The school gave me favor. The school didn't give me favor when I was just sitting down. Although I had a dream, although I had a calling. Some of you had a calling that you're just as anointed right now as when you step out. But it's not fully manifested until you step out. Right? Your anointing for healing is not going to happen until you step out. Laying out of hands, people, not gonna come. Until you position yourself to pray for people. Yeah. What a thought. What a thought. When I launched our guys, true story, I did not know how many people would follow. I stepped out and, and I say this with love and with reverence and fear of the Lord. I had no plan B. Asked my wife. We either were gonna succeed or I was gonna be a failure thank God, when the voice of the Lord comes, he gives you authority to step out. Always remember this, launching pad number one is required for you to step out in faith the voice of the Lord. All these people, Noah, Abraham, they heard the voice of the Lord and they stepped out in faith. What is God telling you that you haven't done? What is God telling you to step into that you're afraid to do because you don't have the experience? Abraham didn't know where he was going. And God says, because of that, Because if he was faithful to me, I'm going to give him the inheritance bigger than the stars. He did the same thing with Isaac. He's like, are you schizophrenic, God? You told me that Isaac was the promised one. He is the promised one. Sacrifice him. What? He is the promised one. Yay! I waited 100 years for Isaac. Come on, Isaac. Let's play football. Let's play soccer. Let's do all this stuff. Uh, Abraham, remember that promise? Yes, Lord, thank you for that. I waited 100 years. Kill him. I mean, just our language, right? Do you know that he didn't have goosebumps feelings when he was sacrificing Isaac? He didn't understand. Watch this, watch this, watch this. You're missing it. He didn't understand intellect. He said, I don't know, but God said, God said that you're the promised one. So I don't know how he's going to do it. He may resurrect him. With pain and agony, he climbed up that mountain. And I was about to sacrifice his son. And God said, stop. Now I know you fear me. Which leads me to the second, which I'm going to expound more in 2022. The second launching pad that we need in our life. Are you ready for this? Put it up there. This is, this is it's key. Quick obedience. Woo. Yes, Lord. Quick obedience. Watch this. To defeat passivity in our life reason some of us become passive is because we hear the voice of the Lord, maybe we're afraid to step out in faith, and we delay in our obedience. One thing I'm learning in my walk with God is that the favor of God, how many want the favor of God? Now, Okay, five of you. Okay, so I'll zoom in on the five of you. The rest don't want the favor of God. <laughs> Who wants the favor of God? Here's what I'm finding out, that it just doesn't come by happenstance. You can't earn the favor of God, but there's some things you need to do to obtain the favor of God. Okay? Now watch this. Quick obedience. I'm gonna give you a secret that they won't tell you in Bible school, they won't tell you in seminary. Quick obedience to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and to the Word of God that's striking your spirit. If you delay, you will delay the favor. And sometimes that door can be closed. There's a time sometimes to obey the Lord. And if you're not obedient, you're gonna suffer the, the consequences of your own actions. Do you know the Lord told me this the other day? He says, the things that you're privately tempted about are the are, are the are the reapings of what you yielded to maybe a month or two ago. Think about this, or a week ago. If you find yourself gravitating to something constantly that's not healthy. It's usually because you opened it up a couple weeks before or a couple months before. And now, once you open that thing up, you're drawn to that thing. James said, the devil's not in there. He says, each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires. So anything that you find yourself, watch this. This is good stuff. Being tempted in the most right now. Is because you opened it up yourself previously. Quick obedience defeats that. Hello? Quick obedience shuts up the mouth of temptation that's trying to take you to that other side. But you have to be quick about it. Say quick. If you want the favor of God, you have to have faith. The launching pad is quick obedience. Oh, God, this is so good. It's not a New Year thing, it's a right now thing. Everybody says, oh, in the New Year. And they, no, 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 start now. Start now. I, I wonder if there could be some significant changes in people, uh, in life. It's not because it's a, it's a New Year thing, but it's a now thing. Everybody say now. There's a mystery about quick obedience that is connected with now. Okay? If God is speaking to you to forgive someone, don't delay. I, I'm going to give you a story. I won't mention the name. There was somebody that I have not talked to in about four years, and we had a fallout, okay? It was a hurtful fallout. The other day, I got a text a couple weeks ago from this person that I had not talked to in four years. And then they said, let's have breakfast. Very, very short. Very short. I would like to have breakfast with you. I said, I would love, I, true short, I would love to have breakfast with you. Watch this. Quick obedience. If you're praying for restoration and that opportunity comes and you're like, well, no, I'm going to let them have it because they, they hurt me immediately. I said, I would love to do it. Was it awkward in my mind? Was it awkward in my emotions? 100% it was. But I went anyways. And let me tell you, when I went to that place, this person told me, said, we, we reconciled in that, in that meeting. We reconciled. Watch this. We had breakfast together. We had long history. Watch this. Watch this. And I said, what, what, happ- what, what happened? Why did, you, why did you initiate this? And this person said, I was in a conference and I heard the speaker say, if you, if God has highlighted someone in, you, in your life to call or to speak to, he said, this person said, the conference speaker said, don't delay it. Do it now and you will be blessed. So this person said, Darn it. I gotta come. That's what you telling me. He said, I, gotta, I gotta reach out because I was on this person's heart. And so this person said, I'm gonna take this hurt away, this fallout that we had, and I'm gonna initiate quick obedience. Come on, come on. To the voice of the Lord. Watch this, guys. I'm going I'm I'm to set you free. Quick obedience in this case caused restoration of relationship. You, you want restoration? Stop hating people and start being quick and forgiving. Be quick to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say something to you that I feel so strongly right now. God is, is, not was, is currently speaking to you. About someone, about something that he wants you to do, to forgive, or go into. And you will not get the result until there's quick obedience. Listen to me. This is key. Not delayed. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. This is for somebody here. This is for somebody here. Quick obedience is what he's wanting. Not delayed obedience. You need to have a family meeting and say, we need to be quick on this. Because the longer you delay and justify that that person needs to come to you, or that pastor needs to come to you, or that church needs to come to you, you will grow in bitterness slowly. And your heart will become dull. Here's what I find. The more we delay obedience, the more our hearts get dull. Watch this. Watch this. Everybody say now. Come on. Is this good? Is this good? Oh. Look at 2 Corinthians real quick. Everybody say now. Everybody say now. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. Look at this in your Bibles. Turn to it. Look what the Bible says. In an acceptable time, I have heard you, says the Lord. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold now is a day of salvation. If I say now is the acceptable time, say now is the day that I start obeying. Here's a little pastoral correction or, or jab. Ready? What areas in your spiritual walk are you delaying in your obedience? Is it in the area of tithe and offering? You're just delaying on it because of God's grace. Is it in an area of a relationship that needs to be a fix, or? something simple is it in the area of just simple discipline for you to come together as a church as a family to church what is the area that God is saying you're delaying in this obedience just God is saying it to you right now God is telling you right now all right watch this i'm going to just quote some scripture for you now faith now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen ephesians 3 now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power, if we're going to make some real changes in our life, we need to stop delaying. Nike said it right, but God had it first. Just do it. Just do it. But you don't know know my, my finances. Just do it. But God is telling me to give $20, the last $20 I have for gas. Just do it. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Give you an example. Just coming to me now. The other day we had a, a young, young adult who's not here right now, but he goes to our church. Young adult. And he came and helped in prayer, right? And he's helping in prayer for the first time. And he's playing and he's singing. And oh man, we're we're excited. Watch this. Everybody say quick obedience. That's a launching pad, right? So, so, but here's what I find. It's not a launching pad just for you. It can help other people launch. I said, it can help other people on. You're quick obedience. So I'm enjoying prayer. He's like, you know, whatever. He's singing, right? And while I'm, I mean, it, that was the day that, that pa- Pastor Keith, well, he's praying in the Spirit. And I'm talking about it was like a Book of Acts experience. People were speaking in the Spirit for 20 minutes, yelling, ah, much, I and I was like, what is going on here, right? I'm sitting in my chair, and I heard the voice of the Lord pay for that young man's gas and give him food. Okay, everyone's speaking in tongues. Pay for his gas and take him out to eat. I love the voice of the Lord. Now, I I had a decision. That's weird. Everyone's speaking in tongues. That's just just, just me. But I obeyed the impulse. So after the prayer, watch this. True story. Just a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, great job. The Holy Spirit told me, to fill your gas tank up, and we're going to go out to eat. He goes, I left my wallet in the house, and I live an hour away, and I told myself, how am I going to get gas to get back to my house? I'm telling you, true story. He looked at me and goes, I left my wallet in my house, and I live an hour away, and I told myself, i got to be here and be faithful to prayer, but I didn't know how I was going to get back. And as he obeyed, I obeyed. And I filled his tank up. And he drove home, illegally without a wallet. (laughs) I told him to repent after that that. But guys, look at me. Look at me. Do you see the cycle? He obeyed God quickly. And God rewarded him by speaking to me. You want the reward of the Lord? What is it that God has been been ticking on you? Tick, 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 tick. Maybe he's forgiving somebody. Maybe he's getting more involved in church. Quick obedience. Everybody say quick obedience. Come on, say quick obedience. Whoo, this is some good stuff. Watch this. Watch this. The next thing. Oh, this is a good scripture. i got to give it to you. It's all prophetic today, so my notes are just everywhere. Look at Ecclesiastes. Watch this. Good old Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4. This is a gangster slap. This is a gangster scripture. Okay? Everybody say, this is gangster. <laughs> what kind of pastor is that you're saying? Ricky? you remember me. This is how I am, man. <laughs> Watch this. Farmers who wait. Oh, I'm going to run around the church right now. Farmers who wait. Everybody say, say this. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. (laughs) If you wait for the perfect time to be obedient, if you wait for that, 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 that your emotions to be perfectly fine, to be obedient. If you wait for that person to finally show up and you have, it's never going to happen. Farmers who wait for perfect weather will never get a harvest. My God. You want quick obedience? Don't wait for the perfect condition. Just do it. Just do it. Turn to someone and say, just do it. Whatever God is telling you, just do it. Look at the third, the third launching pad. Now this, this is going to hit home. The next couple, we're going to close, okay? The third launching pad that, remember, these are realities that launch you. It's faith, quick obedience, and look at the third one. Humility. You say, what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a balance. You say, humility? How can humility launch me? How can humi- humility project me higher? Zoom in at me. I'll tell you why. Because all throughout the Bible, the only thing I find other than obedience that catapults people super fast into the things of God and into the uh, responsibility of God is their humility. As a matter of fact, the Bible, not Pastor George, says promotion comes not from the north, not from the south or the east, but it comes from the Lord. And you know what the Bible says about humility? He gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Humble yourself on the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time. But humility is a choice. I'll tell you what humility is not, though. Humility is not avoiding confrontation, all in the name of humility. Oh, oh. I'm just a humble person. I don't want to, I don't want to, if there is something that you need to lovingly confront, don't use humility as an excuse. nor your personality. Oh, I'm just not that way. I'll just let it happen. People who are passive and have a false humility will never correct or confront things that need to be confronted. That's why the word peace, what's the word peace in many of our lives is very soft. But peace actually is a force. Best are the peacemakers, for they shall, watch, be sons of God. In other words, in order to make peace, i got to be intentional, right? So humility, what I'm talking about, is the inner attitude of the heart while you do things. Because there's nothing worse than a Christian that is full of pride. Oh, preach that, Pastor George. I'm trying to, Lord. Oh, Listen, listen, listen. We see this, we see this true in Jesus. We see this true in Joseph. We see this in David and in Moses. I'm going to say something about Moses that some of you guys don't know. Humility, his favor and his promotion, please hear me, was due to his humility. The Bible says God humbled Humility himself to the point of death to the cross. What's the next verse for those of you who know the verse? Therefore, God highly, come on somebody, exalted him. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's see. What's the progression? Jesus humbled himself to the point of death in the cross. Therefore. Every time you hear therefore, that means you have to hear what the verse before it says. God highly exalted him, giving him the name above every name. That at his name, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. Now, I want you to look at Moses. Because I can talk about a lot of people. And then I'll have Andres and the team come up. I have a lot more, but I, I want to give you some filet mignon, but I, wanna give you, I, wanna, I don't want to get you too full. Believe me, I can preach for an hour more because that's just so in me. Look, watch this, watch this. Look at Numbers. Numbers. That's right, I'm going to the book of Numbers. Let's go to the book of Numbers together, chapter 11. Sorry, chapter 12. Now, Give you a backdrop of this story. Harvest and some of you theologians, you know this well. Watch this. This is so good. In Numbers 12, just to give you a backdrop, Moses was marrying a black woman. Yeah. And, and, and they had an issue with that. Miriam, his sister, and, and Aaron, the high priest. Listen, listen. They had a problem with interracial marriage. See, that's what I always tell people. God, God, God doesn't see interracial marriage as a, as a problem at all. Because he sees the heart. So watch this. That's the backdrop. Now I want you to see very closely, zoom in, how the fear of the Lord and also the, uh, the honor of the Lord. Hear me, hear me, hear me. The honor or the defense of the Lord came to Moses because of his humility. I never saw this before. I never saw this before. God went out of his way to say something about Moses that he didn't have to say. He's talking to Moses. The Bible is talking about this incident. And then he says, by the way, Moses is the most humble person on the earth. (laughs) Thank God Moses didn't say that because it would defeat that whole purpose (laughs) of humility. God said that about him. Can you imagine? Hey, God, I just want you to know God told me I'm the most humble person in the world. No, you're not. You just, you just admitted that you're not. Here's a little free, free um, gift for you. It's not in my notes. You don't have to prove your humility. Others will see it. You walk in humility to choice. church. Watch this. Numbers 12 verse 1. Are you getting something this morning? Watch this. While they were at Hazaroth, <laughs> Miriam, his sister, listen, And Aaron, the high priest, pause, let me pause. These are not novices. These are not novices in the faith. They're they're people that were trusted by the Lord, okay? Criticize Moses. You better be careful how you criticize Pastor George. (laughs) I got quiet up in here, it's okay. Criticize Moses. Watch this, guys, watch this. Read it with me. Because he had married a Cushite woman. I've just proved it. Because they criticized them. They criticized Moses because Moses didn't see like they saw. They saw with prejudiced eyes. Watch this. Watch this now, guys. They said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Do you see pride rising up in that? I can see that in many churches. God doesn't. Who is Pastor George to say like that? he, He ain't nothing. I am nothing. But God has put people in place. To shepherd us and to bring correction, sometimes. Well, I'm gonna t- I'm, I'm gonna close with with, with with this, but I'm gonna t- i to land on humility because this is a launching pad. If you don't get this, you're not gonna launch. All right, watch this, watch this. Has the Lord spoken to Moses? Hasn't He spoken to us through us too? Don't lose Don't lose yourself. Be focused. W- but the Lord heard them. Uh oh, the Lord heard them. I could preach an hour on that. What are you talking about behind closed doors about other people? And the Lord heard you. <laughs> what are you talking about in group text messages? What are you talking about in family? I- I'm serious. God has convicted me about that. God is convicted me about that. I just say, bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Watch this. Now Moses was very humble. Who's saying this? Lord. Moses was very humble. More humble than any other person on the earth. It says it in the Bible. Watch this. Look at that. Look at, everybody say, so immediately. Say so immediately. Because God saw the attribute of humility in his life, not for a moment, but as a lifestyle, God came to his defense. You want a launching pad? Humble yourself before God humbles you. Hear me now. There's two types of humility. If you humble yourself, God is going to raise you up. Here, watch this. Watch this. I'm going I'm, I'm to close with some powerful points here. But if you do not humble yourself, God will humble you. It's all based on love, though. Not because he hates you. It's because he wants to rip pride out of your life. Come on. He wants to rip pride out of your life. And I'm not just talking about pride that you don't need anything. Sometimes it's pride that you think you know too much. I already know that, Pastor. Go ahead and give me a, give me a revelation. Give me something that wows me. That's pride. Watch this. I'm not going to read it all because of time. So immediately the Lord called Moses and Aaron. Immediately. After they criticized Moses. And then Moses and then the Lord. It almost feels like it's a hiccup. God didn't have to put that in there. They criticized Moses. Right. They criticized Moses. And then right before it talks about God coming, it says, Moses was the most humble man on the earth. Right. There's a little key for humility. Right. The next verse says... So immediately the Lord called Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Could you imagine, could you guys just, I know this is funny. Can you imagine you guys talk about me? They just say me, right? I'm not all that, but just say you talk about me, right? And then the next day God calls me and you guys to the front. Hey, I want to talk to you all. George, my son, I want you to come. So-and-so, I want you to come. So-and-so, I want you to come. Oh. God wants to talk to me. Yeah, he wants, he wants to talk to all three of us. Let's, yeah, let's go. So imagine Miriam and Aaron. They're like, God wants to talk to me and Moses. See, I proved it. He wants to talk to me too, which is true. God wants to talk to you. Watch watch what he says. Watch what he says. Go out to the tabernacle. uh, uh, and, and And the three of you, go out there. So the three of them went to the tabernacle. Then the Lord descended in the pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam, he said. What a shock they're about to receive. He called, and they stepped forward. Watch this. And the Lord said to them, now listen to what I'm about to say. This is all linked to humility. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself to them in visions. I would speak to them in dreams, but not with my servant Moses. Of all my house, he is the one I trust. Speak to him. I speak to him face to face clearly and not in riddles. He sees the Lord as he is. Hmm. So why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? Hmm. Read that again. Why were you not afraid, the Lord says, to criticize my servant Moses? The Lord was very angry with them, and he departed. As the cloud moved from above the tabernacle, there stood Miriam, her skin. Now watch. I want to bring this to a close. Watch Moses' humility, okay. Before we read on, zoom in on me. If someone did you bad, come on, let's be honest. Brooklyn, Bronx, Miami. If someone does you wrong repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. I'm talking about even as a Christian as a church. I'm not talking about in the world. There's a side of you that doesn't want to pray for them. I'm not talking about forgive. You know, we'll get past forgiving them, but I'm not going to pray for them. I forgive them, and you stay there, and I stay here. Don't get near me. I forgave you, and that's it. Watch where humility launches you past your own feelings. Watch this, watch this, watch this. When Aaron saw, sorry, where are we at? As the cloud moved from above the tabernacle, there stood Miriam. Her skin was white as snow from leprosy. God struck her for leprosy, for criticizing Moses, Old Testament. When Aaron saw what had happened to her, watch this. He cried out, not to God, not to God, not to God. He cried out to Moses, oh, my master, please don't punish us for this sin we have so foolishly committed. Look at me. Look at me. Zoom in. If that's most of us in here, we'd be like, well, that's what they deserve. That's, they, reap, they reap what they sow. Right? Come be honest. Someone hurt you real bad. You forgave them, but that's it. Look at the humi- where humility kicks in. Look at the next verse. Don't let her be a stillborn baby. This is Aaron. Already decayed at birth. After this, I want the worship team to come up here, please. Next verse. Watch this. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Oh God, I beg you, please heal her. Moses, the one that was criticized, the one that found out that he was gossiped about, one that found out they were planning evil and division. Because if that didn't get confronted, that was going to cause division. Right? He knew about it. Most of us, let's just be honest. Most of us would be like, you know what? I can't believe that they talked about me like that. I'm going to forgive them. But they are not going to be close to me. I'm not going to pray for them. Humility breaks you into the supernatural realm where you're able to now not only forgive, but bless and pray for those that hurt you. But it takes humility to do that. Watch this. So Moses prayed for her and, and, and him. Can we honestly say that we're at a place where if people hurt us, not only do we forgive them, but we go out of our way. And watch this. If you heard that prayer, it wasn't, Lord bless them. Did you hear, did you, did you see the exclamation point? Lord, please, I the Lord says, the, Lord, the Bible says, I beg you to heal her. When I got hurt many years ago, I wasn't like that. I was like, I forgive them. But Lord, whatever comes their way, you know, they did me wrong. They reap what they sow. No, serious. I forgave, I forgave people. But I'm like, you know what? Tragedy happens and I don't wish anybody, but, but you know, they're going to reap what they sow. And the Lord corrected me on that years ago. And he says you're not going to get a breakthrough until you start blessing those who hurt you. I'm not talking about forgiving them only. You guys are tuning me out. I'm talking about forgiving them and taking time to pray for them and bless them. Some doors, just play in the background when you guys are there. Some doors require one key. I go into my office, there's one key. But some doors, like that one, require a combination of keys to open. There's some things in life that it's not just one thing to open a door. There's a combination of things you have to do to get that door open in your life. It's not just forgiveness. It's blessing, praying. Watch this. I didn't even talk about this one. That's three. Three codes. Do good to those that hurt you. Pray for them that spitefully use you. That's a combination. The Lord, I'm going to be very transparent because I believe in transparency. I'm, I have more, but because of time, I'm going to end. Okay? I could give you a lot more, but I'm, I'm going to end with humility here. I feel led to do that. Let's try to not come across like we know everything. Do you know that a a sign that you're walking in humility is how you respond to correction? Not just from the Lord, but from people that God has placed in your life to bring loving correction in your life. Sometimes it's a pastor. Sometimes it's a friend. Sometimes it's your boss. Sometimes it's the Holy Spirit. You guys, play something in the background if you can, please. I want you to put this up. I was praying last night, and I heard this phrase. This is a new phrase. Humility listens. Humility listens. Pride always tries to prove and dominate. I was praying, I heard this phrase, like, whoa. It's not in the dictionary. This This is PGV here. It's like, I heard the Lord say, humility listens. Pride always tries to prove and dominate. In other words, a sign that you're, you're, you're discipline and allowed humility to go in your life is that even the people that hurt you, you listen. Boy, that's hard to do. If you're not walking in humility, you will not listen, you'll just hear. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you didn't do that. You didn't listen to anything they said. You're just waiting for you, for you to prove yourself. Come on, I'm preaching good today. You, you're not even listening to anything they're saying you're like uh uh-huh, uh-huh. you're just waiting to prove your point because you got hurt and you rightfully did get hurt. but humility is listening. Pride is trying to prove. You know the Bible says Jesus humbled himself and made himself of no reputation. I think about that all the time. Here comes Jesus. He's walking and he's about and he's getting scourged and people are punching him in the face. they're ripping out his beard and I think, do they know that, that man that they're punching could blink his eye if he wanted to. And they will have a heart attack right there. If he wanted to, the Bible says, and I can prove it, when Peter took that sword and said, I'm going to fight for the Lord. Think about this. They cut the, the, the guy's ear off, Peter. Jesus picked it up and put it back on the guy's head and healed him. There's no record of what happened to that man, but I guarantee you, Scripture doesn't say it, that man's life was changed forever. Because that man still had to to, to lead him to be crucified. And he's probably in awe and wonder saying, my ear has totally been healed by this guy, and I'm giving him to death. Watch this. It was God's humility that brought him to the cross, because he could have stopped it. You say, how? What did he tell Peter? Come on, you teachers. What did he tell Peter? Put your sword away. Don't you know that I can now call a legion of angels? That's what he said. Looking in the Bible. Don't you know that I could call a legion of angels right now to end this thing? You know what I, you know, here's what humility is you have the power to do something and don't do it. You have the power to harm someone and don't do it. That's humility. And, re- and God releases power through that. I can imagine the angels going, just say the word. Thousands of angels, guys. Thousands of angels saying, watch him." All he had to do was say a word. Thousands of angels would have destroyed that whole thing. It took one angel to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Everybody say humility. Going into 2022, what areas have you found yourself prideful? areas have you found yourself hurt, pride because of hurt, what areas have you not listened I'm I'm closing now look at this last last slide a sign that we're walking in humility is when we've given up our right to prove that we're right listen, this this is for somebody, a sign that we're walking in humility is when we've given up our right to prove that we're right Here's the answer. Let God, let God defend you. Humility says, you know what, they hurt me, but I'm going to forgive them, I'm going to pray for them, I'm going to bless them. It discombobulates what God, the devil is trying to do when you do that, when you walk in humility. Why is humility a launching pad? Because there's nothing more that I see in the Bible that launches people into their destinies other than humility and obedience. So what is it? It's faith. Quick obedience. Alright. What was the third one? No. No, that's the fourth one. What was the third one? Come on. Testing you. Humility, you're right. <laughs> I was just testing you. Good job. There's three, but I wrote down seven, so I'm not gonna get to seven. All right? I wrote down seven. But I'll give you a hint what the fourth one was, and I'm gonna close. It's taking responsibility. Put that up there. Taking responsibility. For your own actions in order to fully launch to 2022 stop blaming others for why you're in the place you're at stop blaming a thing come on accept responsibility hey listen you're some people say if my dad was with me and didn't leave me i wouldn't have these anger issues some people say if 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 i didn't get hurt in that church i'll be walking with god right now Some people say, if I didn't get hurt by that person, I would be a joyful person, but I'm reserved now. Can I give you a little little loving revelation? Nobody can make you do anything. You are in control of your life. That's why when, when couples argue and they say, he made me do it, I'm like, no, he didn't. He provoked you, but you had a choice. No one can make you do anything. Watch this guys. I'm closing. I just turned off my iPad. I promise. Accept responsibility for your life and stop blaming what happened to you for not progressing in the things of God. The moment you say, I'm taking responsibility for my actions, you're going to start soaring. Come on, everyone lift up. Stand up. Uh, this is our last service so I want to go into worship. I see a victory. Come on, say, I see a victory coming to me. Come on, say, I see breakthrough coming to me say I see reconciliation coming to me come on I'm gonna launch come on say I'm gonna launch with faith come on with quick obedience with humility and by accepting responsibility come on I accept the responsibility and I today Will choose to stop blaming other people and other things for my lack of victory. But today, I take responsibility to forgive, come on, to bless, to pray, to walk in holiness, and then I will see a victory in my life. Come on, come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands right now. Lift up your hands. Be a victory as you enter the battle. Holy Spirit gave us some launching pads to launch into 2022 today I believe that God gave us some tools here's what I want to end the last service in 2022 I want us to stand before the Lord and I'm not going to give a specific altar call, but I want to give a general one and I'm going to stand with you I want us to get out of our seat, listen, as an act of faith I don't think I've done this before, but I'm going to ask everyone, if you can, to identify one of these pads that you feel God needs to strengthen in your life, and God needs you to strengthen. And I just want you to present yourself for the the Lord, because remember, what are launching pads for? For you to eventually go higher. But if you don't have these realities, you're going to fly everywhere, and you're you're going to miss the mark. But if you're anchored in a launching pad, you'll go up. You project forward instead of staying stuck. And some of the things that does it in the kingdom is faith. I don't know who this is for, but some of you, your launching pad is you just need to step out in faith. Some of you, you've delayed obedience, and God wants quick obedience. Once you have quick obedience, watch this, I prophesy, You're going to start going farther than you ever had. The other one is humility. You have to walk in humility like Moses. And not, and not not just... Forgive them, but pray for them. Come on, somebody. The last thing is stop blaming other people for why you are the way you are. Take responsibility of your own walk with God. Hey, you have a story. I have a story, but guess what? We're still here. Come on, say, I'm still here. Come on, say, I'm still here. All of you have a story, but guess what? You're at a church today. So I want to invite you right now as we sing this one song again. This is for everybody. If you say, look, there's some specific launching pads I need to strengthen because I want to go higher in the things of God, whether it's faith, whether it's quick obedience, and he's dealing with you in that area, whether it's humility, whether it's taking responsibility, come out of your chairs right now. Let's just present ourselves before the Lord. Let's just lift up our hands. Come on. I'm going to join you. Lift up your hands right now. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Let's go into 2022. with. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.